Once again, good morning. God often starts his greatest works in secret and in small ways. For example, to establish the people of Israel, he simply called Abraham to leave his home. Yet his descendants would be as numerous as stars in the sky. We read this one in Genesis chapter 15, 5. And again, to bring Israel out of Egypt, he spoke to Moses from the burning bush, Exodus 3, 5. And after this, the miraculous wonders in Egypt followed. Now, what was perhaps the greatest moment in all of human history? God becoming man. Was initially communicated to only one person, Mary. If we could somehow visualize the spiritual impact of the incarnation, we would always be faithful in our Christian discipleship. That's where I wonder about the eternal plan of God. So when I was thinking about this homily, my mind went back to the time that I learned about other religion in the seminary, about the incarnation, the theory of incarnation, what does the other religion speak? It is here I would like to bring your attention to the theory of incarnation in different religions. Once we come to know, then only we appreciate what gift that we have in Christ. The mainstream Judaism never speaks about incarnation. But some progressive or reformed group in Judaism speak about the theory of incarnation. And again, one of the other world religions is Islam. They totally reject incarnation theory. And Buddhism speaks about reincarnation or cycle of rebirth, but not the theory of incarnation. Again, one of the major religions in the world is Hinduism. Of course, they speak about the incarnation by different gods and goddesses. And time to time, there were incarnations in Hinduism by different gods and goddesses. But they did not leave us human being. They came here, took the form of human being with all the power of a divine uh, creature or god or goddess. They did not leave anything for uh, uh, becoming or incarnating to uh, make the purpose to be done. And they never suffered for humanity. They came, established their role, and they went back. You know, there are four books in Hinduism that speaks about the basic principle of Hinduism. And these Vedas were written 1,500 years before the birth of Christ. And there are four. The second one is called uh, Sama, Sama Veda. And in this book, in the second chapter, there are clear indications about Christ. 1,500 years back, it, it was written. There are so many indications without naming Christ, indications about his incarnation, his, uh, uh, his birth, and his uh, uh, death, his resurrection, his being as a messiah, 
And in this second chapter, it says, Son of God, we praise you. Yes, Christ is the Son of God. The one who is born from a virgin, we praise you. It is written, 1500 years back, this was written in the, the holy book of Hinduism. And the one who has five wounds in his body, we praise you. The one who died on the tree, we praise you. The one who resurrected from the dead, we praise you. The one who has everlasting love, we praise you. That's what Christ is. He has everlasting love for humanity. And again, when we come to the prophecies that we have in the Old Testament about the incarnation and, and, and the savior of the world, we have so many. I'm not going to talk all those, those prophecies from the Old Testament. Then you will say, you know, Father James spoke forever. The book of uh, Prophet Micah, chapter 5, 2. It is written, but you, O Bethlehem, Ephrata, are only a small village in Judah, yet a ruler of Israel will come from you, one whose origins are from the distant past. And where do we find this prophecy fulfilled in the New Testament? It is in Matthew chapter 2, 1 to 6. It says, Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judah during the reign of King Herod. And again, we have the corresponding gospel passage, Luke chapter 2, 4 to 5. And because Joseph was descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea. And again, we have in, in the gospel of John chapter 7, 42, for the scripture clearly state that the Messiah will be born of the royal line of David in Bethlehem, the village where King David was born. And one more prophecy about the birth of Christ we can see in Isaiah chapter 7, 14, there, where we find the Messiah will be born of a virgin. It says, all right then, the Lord himself will choose a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. God is with us. And the corresponding gospel passage that we have in Matthew 1, 20 and 23. And again, we have John 7, 40 and 42. And Acts 3, 20, 23, the corresponding prophecy which is written in the Gospels and the New Testament book. Now, we are immediately preparing for Christmas. Now, it, was, it is my usual custom that when I see the children of the school, sometimes they come to face to face. I used to ask them, how is your Christmas celebration? They say, you know, we have lights, we have Christmas cake, and we have gift, we have Christmas parties. If I ask 10 children out of 10, one maybe telling me, yeah, my mom told or my, my, my dad told me to prepare your heart for Christ. You know, we are living in a world where Christmas is commercialized. We have external celebrations all over. It starts from the first day of December. We start preparing. But the most important prepare, preparation of Christmas should be in our heart. You know, he's not going to be born in the Christmas trees. 
in the Christmas light, the Christmas parties. He came to this world to rule the humanity from our heart. It is the most important preparation we should have in the heart. Then we will experience Christmas. Otherwise, Christmas will become a kind of custom that we have every year. So we need to prepare our heart. And today's gospel is the wonderful message about how we can prepare the heart. You know, Joseph, before the dream, he had a plan, his own plan, a human plan to divorce Mary quietly. That was his plan. But when God spoke to him through the angel, he changed his plan. He did not consider his human reasoning. He did not consider that uh, what, what is the consequence if he is uh, admitting the will of God in his life. Rather, he said yes. He awoke from the sleep, took Mary as his wife. So when he accepted the will of God in his life, the miracle happened that he became part of the salvation history. If we really want to celebrate Christmas, we have to submit our will. We have to travel beyond the human reasoning. Then we will understand that God is going to uh, work great things in our lives. So as we prepare for Christmas these days, let's turn to ourselves. Let's, let's rediscover ourselves in connection with our relation with Christ. Then this Christmas will be a real experience of the heart. We feel Christ has come to my life. He has taken birth in my heart and he is going to rule all my life. Amen.